1: Hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of Amazon Legends. Uh, My next guest today used to be uh, an NFL player and then he turned financial turnaround expert. So he started working with companies, making them successful. Today he's the CEO of Micromark, which is a 94-year-old mail order and internet retail company. And when he's not working, naturally he's a sports fan. Uh, But ironically, he's also a passionate cook, but not a chef. He told me I'm not a chef, but I love cooking. He's uh, fond of his new grandson. And also, unlike anybody else that I've had so far, uh, he actually teaches Amazon at his local college, Seton Hall. So with that, welcome to the show, uh, Chaz. Uh, Chaz Fox, everybody. And say hello. And hi, Chaz.
0: Hello, great, great to be here. Um, I've seen some of the previous guests, and it's quite quite a list. And uh, I'm just honored to be a part of the show.
1: Oh, uh, you know, you, you are you are very unique. Uh, so it's a privilege to have you because you are not only running a company that's 94 years old, selling on Amazon, but also you teach in college. So usually people who teach are not really you know, in the trenches, so to speak, but you're doing both. So would that, tell us something that you're doing very well at MicroMark.
0: At MicroMark, if we had to pick one thing, I, I would have to say it is product development. And tell us more about why you are so good at product development. Well, there's really, there's three, three reasons. I think, um, I like to focus on, on a team aspect, bringing a team together that, uh, that doesn't work full-time in product development, but is um, is just doing teamwork, um, you have to have a process that's steady and you have to manage it. So team, process, and and management. Okay. So um,
1: what I'm hearing is, first of all, you know, you, you are, MicroMark is in Power Tools, right? So that's what you guys do and uh, when you say product development you're talking about bringing new product into the market so you have to be innovative and everything else so um, and of course the products that you develop they have to be innovative commercially viable and things like that so uh, developing these products uh, you mentioned three things team process and management so let's dissect this and then explain to us what makes a good team for product development.
0: I think it's simple. Um, it's it's bringing in different perspectives. So when I come into a company to do a financial turnaround, um, one of the first things I do is put together a product development team from various departments, from people from various departments uh, in the building, and um, they're they're seeing the world from a customer's perspective uh, in different vantage points, and so uh, th- this this uh, different perspectives uh, and diversity is the what charges and creates innovation.
1: So when you say different departments, for example, literally somebody from accounting.
0: Yeah. Literally somebody from accounting, believe it or not. Somebody from creative, somebody from the warehouse that's actually shipping the orders. Um, I've done this over and over again in in turnarounds and it's a formula that, that really works. You'd be surprised. Um, at how how innovative a group would be. And usually the, they come into the, the process reluctantly because it's not in their in their nature. Uh, and but that that sort of fresh perspective is is uh, a secret sauce.
1: And as far as this product development team is it are you doing this in in a continuous form? In other words, you've got a team that you picked from different departments and they are charged with the responsibility to come up with new products? Or are you doing this in phases and each phase you have different people from different departments?
0: So the team meets regularly and you're required to bring in ideas and, and present to the team ideas. Most of the ideas are are, are don't work, don't make sense, but that's okay. Um, and as the team uh, works together, over time, they get a lot better at it. They start, get, you know, being able to peel away what are what are, what is a good product, what is a good idea, uh, and and the whole thought of the whole idea of executing. How are you going to get this product to market? How are you going to market it? All those kinds of things come into play. So it's a full package. The whole team is developing a, a full package.
1: So these are not people who are exclusively working in product development. They are they all they have if you like they have their day job, so to speak. Yeah. Yep, and and at the same time they meet regularly and then discuss new product ideas and everybody brings an idea to the table. Most
0: most of it's the companies happening. I've run as a CEO have been under hundred million in annual revenues, and so it's really hard to have a dedicated product development team. But I also don't even know if I were to run a, a larger company with would have a budget for that. I'm not sure that I would run it that way. Just from the success that I've seen from this this particular strategy. So this is.
1: This is very interesting because I haven't heard this because usually you have someone who is hired for product development. That's right. And this person is the person who is technically minded, so to speak. He understands the development process, the molding and all that stuff. Uh, but that's not what I'm hearing from you, right? So that, that, that's not what you have.
0: No, it, you know, you, you really need to have different perspectives. Now, all that has to get done and that expertise has to be Available either internally or externally, um, you know. There's and there's lots of different ways to introduce a new product. I, in fact, I, I wrote a book called called How to Turn Your Idea into a Successful Product, um, mm. and it's done really well on Amazon, believe it or not. Uh, but this book sort of outlines all the different all the different techniques for developing a new product. You know, sometimes you're just taking an existing product that's made by somebody else and improving upon it with some sort of collaborative relationship that a lot of times can come from a foreign country. You can do some scouting around in foreign countries and, and find some products like that that just aren't ready for the American market that you can make, you know, make ready for it. A lot of the ideas that we've come up with are completely uh, designed and, and executed and manufactured here in Berkeley Heights, New Jersey. So we do the whole thing in-house. A lot of ideas are just ideas and we pass them on to an engineer that is able to uh, shop manufacturing operations throughout the world, uh, even in the US and uh, find the right, the right fit. And then we get prototypes and sort of kick it back and forth. And so everything in between, a lot of times you take an existing product and just and just make a compliment for it or make it improve it in some way. Uh, and so that process, I've been at MicroMark now for seven years and we've introduced over over forty six hundred new products in that in that time wow. period. So it's really really aggressive, and that that's you know a lot of ideas, a lot more ideas never made it to the never made it to the uh, that was was cut <laughs> uh, early on. But um, those are the ones that did make it. And of those today, we still sell about twenty three hundred. So that means twenty three hundred of them weren't great or didn't really suit us. But that means twenty three hundred of them did. So it was it's a it's a good process. Um, I I enjoy it. Everyone eventually that's on the team, really, it's their favorite part of, of the work that they do.
1: Okay, so so there isn't what I'm hearing is there isn't someone who is actually carrying the the skeleton of the product development process. These are all the team is is being assembled, and then they collaborate, and outcomes. Whatever the ideas are, and who actually runs with it in terms of getting it researched and, and things like that.
0: There'll be a project manager and usually it's the person that that came up with the idea. Sometimes it's somebody that has more expertise in that space. Um, but th- so they have they have ownership of it and and they wanna see, see it through. They want to see the quality of it on the other side. You know, within our within our team, we have experts to point people in directions on, hey, you need to go talk to these people. You should talk to those people. Um, but they end up they end up driving it. Um, sometimes it's passed on to somebody else, like I said, that has a little more expertise in a particular a particular area. But every meeting has an update. So you have to move the ball. Uh, you, have, you have a meeting every two weeks. You're coming in with new ideas and the ideas that are on the table. They have to they have to show progress. They have to show what's happening right now. Um, and 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 get regular updates.
1: I understand. Okay, all right. I understand now. So so there isn't really one designated person, uh, and whoever who comes up with the idea that's embraced and sounds like a good idea becomes the project manager, unless it's specific expertise. And so that means that everybody at some point becomes project manager right yep,
0: that, that's pretty much the case i, I there may be an individual too that that doesn't but it's mostly yeah almost everybody ends up being a project manager and then knowing what that's like you know they know how to contribute better uh when they're not the project manager how to how to you know help help solve problems from the outside too
1: okay this reminds me of uh, something that that i was I was a part of, um, there's a business organization called Entrepreneurs' Organization, EO for short. Mm-hmm. And it's a global organization. And uh, every, when you join, you have to join a forum. A forum is eight to 10 people. And then you meet, uh, every month you meet and meeting lasts four hours and then you present. Yeah. So when you present, that is a, an intense presentation about, A challenge you have yeah but the interesting thing is you always have a coach so guess who the coach is that preps you for that presentation because the the core problem is not always what you think it is Mm, it's something else Mm. because you're too close to the subject matter and you for example let's say uh, you have a hiring problem, you're looking for somebody and you can't find that person. And, and that becomes your problem because the work gets backed up. So uh, you say, oh, I can't find a good uh, bookkeeper, for example. Uh, but actually, it turns out that you really don't have a hiring process or or you really don't know how to um, vet these people and things like that. Uh, or there's an attitude issue uh, or you whatever the case. So The coach gets this out. Well, guess who the coach is? The other forum, one of the other forum members. So it rotates all the time. So everybody gets to be a coach. Everybody gets to present. Uh, But whoever gets to present must have coaching because then he would not know. That's the kind of formula you seem to have come up with. So where everybody knows the process, everybody knows how to manage an idea and bring it full circle. That's great. Let's now talk about the process. So uh, share with us, how does this play out? Because we, I, I heard you mention it comes back, there's an update. So that's obviously right. part of the process. So, so tell us a, there's about a, the
0: There's a product meeting every two weeks on Friday. And and people have to prepare knowing that that's coming. Um, and di- there's the, the first part of the meeting we're going over new ideas. Um, always there's new ideas. Uh, at first I had to sort of I have to sort of force that and just get people to come up, come in with ideas and be comfortable with it. That takes a little bit for people to get used to that. Um, and there's, and there's really no bad ideas. And so, um, you know, thinking outside the box is fine. Thinking inside the box is fine. In, anywhere in the box on the, on the ledge of the box is fine. you just, you're just coming in with ideas. And, um, after, so after, uh, most of these team members get used to this, it doesn't, it's not hard. I mean, you, you get a lot better at it as you, as you go. Um, and then, and then the idea is, is presented. Uh, usually, there's some visuals. Um, we have a big screen in a room where we sh- we show what we're talking about. Or maybe there's a like product, and you have an idea that it's something a little different. Um, and then there's discussed. Like, does this really fit a Micro Mart brand? Does this, does this fit? Is this an Amazon product? Would this do well on Amazon or some of the other market channels as well? Walmart.com or Home Depot.com. Um, and we sort of go through that conversation um, on, on what what does this solve? What does this idea solve for for our customer? And if it passes that test and we, you know, then we, then we move on. then we, we take it to the next level. Okay, what are the next steps? We sort of outline the next steps. Um, we have to do's. sometimes there'll be multiple people with to do's. Um, and then and then that means that the next meeting, two weeks later, there should be some some answers back on those those to dos. And every project, once it's passed, and I would say, I would say one in ten uh, make it to the second level. So there's a lot of ideas that never make it out. Uh, every now and then we get a, a wild week, and 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 some some amazing ideas come in, and it just is surprising. But, um, but it's continual innovation through. Um, Diversity through driving these different perspectives and coming in with these with these ideas, and um, I truly believe in it. I've used it. Uh, I, I call it my secret sauce for uh, financial turnaround. Uh, but the process means you have to you have to keep coming in. You have to take the next steps, and it sort of forces itself. Even if I happen to be gone a week, it it runs itself. It it because they're used to this process. Um, they they know the rules. Uh, and the note has to be moving forward Uh, and if not there's got to be a really good reason why what's the delay what's holding us up
1: and how about things like pricing and distribution keywords there's a lot that goes into uh, building,
0: right yes so so you know usually we're not creating a new category of products we have related products that we can sort of you know uh, compare to knowing what those costs might be where margins might be where that price point might be. Um, And so so you're having some comparisons there. This sold for that, we know it was successful. So this other idea, which is a little different, but like this, it's gonna sell for for something similar. And we know we we can kind of make guesses. Now we don't get quotes until it gets well, we don't get a quote from a manufacturer until we get well into the phase. And some of these products are actually designed outside of our, we just have the idea, it's the engineering and the design work is done outside. Uh, And so it's collaboration with uh, third parties to, to, to make it happen. I see. So the, the, I guess that's the project
1: manager who's speaking to those outside design people.
0: Yeah. Or if there's a relationship with somebody on the team, they can pick up the ball for that task on a to-do list. I see. So the idea came
1: about and and it was decided and the deciding factor that this is good, then let's take it to the next
0: phase. Well, we, what we are have, those
1: deciding factors.
0: We, I don't, admittedly, we can we can move to the next phase and not have pricing and find out, oh, this this thing's going to going to have some costs that we didn't factor in. And maybe let's reconsider this. Would we be able to get a higher price for this? Or And sometimes it stops there. Sometimes we just say, look, this is a good idea, but it's we can't build it at a price that we think is bring value to to a customer um and then a lot of times we're surprised at how much lower the cost is over what we thought it might be and there's there's potential for for solving a lot of problems for customers Mm okay so the the
1: the team decides if this is worth going forward and then they all are you looking for everybody to agree is it no uh,
0: no i just don't need everybody to agree um i need i need really strong arguments on both sides and it's not a dictatorship i don't i don't pound the gavel um i just sort of i sort of help control the the because it can get emotional even somebody because somebody could have some some melodic stake here and and somebody else may not like the idea and it, it it does it happens and i i'm fine with that it's like you know you got to break some eggs to, to make a cake and um so we go through that process and really that as a team that that brings the team together it doesn't separate the team because they know everybody's best interest is the customer and uh and taking care of the, of the customer so the the arguments that are waged are always based on the customer they're always what why why does this customer want this why would they want that and um, and really looking at it from that perspective, I think that's the healthiest way, you know, to 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 run it, uh, to run the process. And who is
1: running the meeting? Are you running the meeting, or does it does it alternate?
0: I have a my merchant manager uh, director um, is sort of running the meeting. She has the the Zoom. It's a we do it in Zoom, if because we have a few people that are remote. Um, we have a sort of itinerary list of things we're gonna talk about, show and tell. And so she sort of drives that. My role is to sort of make sure the conversation is moving and not and not stalling or or wasting time in certain areas and just to keep the conversation moving. Um, and to really, you know, if 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 I see somebody's not like fully articulating um, and really try to dig into that a little bit more to try, to see where, you know, they. What else is there to uh, to to back up this idea? So I'm yeah. a facilitator, I guess.
1: Yeah. Okay. So uh, I I heard you mention there is an itinerary. Do you distribute that itinerary ahead of it's, uh, the meeting? It's,
0: it's really scratch work. It's nothing formal. It's on a little piece of paper. Maybe some days, some weeks, it won't be anything. down. just we kind of know there. I know we got these four things coming in, and we got we have this other conversation. So the itinerary is very informal okay so i mean people obviously
1: know the ideas that have been discussed before and then there'll be updates on they know that's going to be on the agenda but yeah every
0: now and then there'll be somebody new come in that will happen to bring in an idea that has been mentioned before but it's always a new person and we just gotta we just educate them and it's every every single idea is a learning experience and the team members, do they rotate? Do you get other people? Or? No, no. Some, every now and then, we we have amazing retention at MicroMark. We, we we really have, uh, uh, you know, this is sort of a family atmosphere, and so we rarely lose somebody. Every now and then, somebody might retire, and then we might bring in some from some, some fresh blood to uh, to fill in that spot. So. Uh chance this so people have been
1: picked they are now in the product development team they know that they meet every other week so how do you if the retention is high so it's the same people so what what is the uh, any rotation if there is rotation ever what what causes the rotation well that's
0: it's kind of the point right because the, going back to i i don't really want a lot of rotation the team gets 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 better as they go. The longer you've I been see. involved in this, you're better at it. And um, the idea of continual learning, uh, which is is what Amazon's all about. I mean, this is how they got to where they are. Continual improvement, right. continual learning. That's what we have to do as a, as a team to come up with new ideas. You have to be pushing the ball a little bit. You have to be, you know, um, on on the razor's edge, continually learning new things. Um, so, so you can't just do the same things. You can't you know you have to be out there reading about stuff and and looking into things and um you know we like to look at other industries and try to bring the, like that's a great idea in the dental space could that work in the hobby space could that work in the craft space and sort of like you know we give everyone some ideas of where to start looking but then they they have to they have to find their their source of of newness and and uh, and ways of learning
1: and how do you pick those people because if they are in obviously they stay a long time what is your criteria for picking them
0: you know I, i rarely have i think maybe once or twice i've asked somebody to leave and again i've done this in three different companies so um so it's really rare because at first nobody wants to be on the team and it's not it's kind of a pain and um but uh really soon as soon as you get a a one really nice product that really started to drive some some revenue and get some blood going and it doesn't take long to do that um the interest peaks and there's there's a competitiveness there's no compensation for being on this committee there's no extra compensation it's got its own juice people are very competitive they want to come in with ideas they want to they want to be the one that brought in this home run idea and um I just think it's a natural human instinct to be like that. And and if you have a culture like that, you kind of don't want to let it down. Okay, so you just said the magic word that I always
1: look for is the culture. So you have a culture in the company that that has that kind of dynamism, right? So it's always encouraging people to
0: come up with ideas. Well, that's that's where the management piece comes in, the third piece. Uh, that's 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 me is to help create that culture and, and to make sure that culture stays healthy, and uh, and 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 allowing people to uh, to contribute, you know, in ways that 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 makes sense and and encouraging people to step to step forward is is you know we're my job is to build that culture and and to make sure that uh, the culture is headed in the right right direction. You build that culture, all the ideas start flooding, they start coming in like crazy, and and uh, a lot happens quickly.
1: And so, yeah, I mean, of course, because you are, there's a reason why you are the facilitator of the meeting also, right? So you are the glue that's keeping it all together and keeping it moving forward. Otherwise, you know, individual pieces on their own, they don't always work.
0: Yeah, everybody has their own personalities and their own ways of, of dealing with people. And, you know, the way people talk to each other doesn't always work for other people. So you just gotta gotta work through that. Sometimes I have, have some one on ones outside the meeting just to just to give uh, someone's perspective that maybe was looking at it, and, you know, looking at the way somebody spoke to them in a certain way. But all of this is just sort of like building this team. It has a lot. It's like I gotta think that my athletic background, playing uh, football and a lot of sports, um, help create sort of this th- this team um, thinking. And um, and I've seen I've been on some just amazing championship teams that, that did really well, especially in college. Uh, and I know what that culture I, I saw how that culture was built and I saw how it was self enforced. Like you somebody got out of the culture. It wasn't the head coach that had to come in and solve that problem. The team took care of that problem. And that's really what you want to build because because you can't see everything as a leader.
1: Yeah because it's the the team knows that there's something wrong and that and they take care of it without you having to deal with it. Otherwise yeah. it becomes top down and it doesn't get
0: Right <laughs> over my shoulder is a team picture of the Buffalo Bills in 1987. I'm somewhere in the middle there, but that had that had Marv Levy built an incredible culture there. They they went to four Super Bowls in a row and um and had four Hall of Fame players on one team, which is really really where but I I learned a lot from the different teams I played on and the different ways of of, of dealing with people and and uh, knows and know that even with the elite athletes in the world you can imagine there's it's hard to build a culture there's lots of different perspectives that that make it difficult to uh, to do and but if you do and you can bring those perspectives together you're way more powerful. So
1: remember I mentioned this business organization. One of the things that we had. In, in meetings was we, we had a code uh, that was called gestalt. Gestalt basically meant that total confidentiality. In other words, if, when you when you went to your monthly meeting, you know, which lasted usually always four hours and it would be followed by dinner. And you couldn't even tell your significant other who was at the meeting, hmm. let alone what hmm. was discussed. So uh, we that that you know process is everything because process drives right. So and part of the process was also for for building the relationships was every forum, uh, every group would go on a retreat, and retreats were discussing business ideas and they were always useful because you would come back with new ideas. Of course, so the, they they would last anything between three days to yeah. five days. Uh, intense, intense sessions and, and things like that. You couldn't even take pictures at these retreats because you didn't want to tell where you were going and things like that. So, uh, of course, you know, it wasn't always easy for the wives, girlfriends, boyfriends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but so uh, what I'm getting at is there were some uh, very strict, if you like, protections for people to be able to freely for mm-hmm. fall mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and do you have that kind of stuff for 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 during these meetings for product development process that you observe
0: so i am um i'm a very uh casual leader it's very relaxed atmosphere um and i want that because i want people to be be themselves uh, I i i will defend when it feels like s- s- there's a personal attack uh, that I will make sure that's not there. So that's sort of this, that's sort of this protection um, that, that, that creates inclusion. Uh, it's it, you, you know, if you, after a while that, that, that sort of defends itself as well. And so, you know uh, that's, that's also really, really important, but the, the casualness of it, really being able to say anything, say anything stupid is okay. Right. You just, it's okay to blurt something out because that could lead to something else. So you really want this sort of very relaxed being yourself thinking about really the problem for the customer is really what we're thinking about and not, not worried about all these rules and, and, you know, making sure you're, you're doing what I say. I don't really Mm -hmm. want that. I want, I want you to be thinking about the customer and what, what do they want and what do they need and, and bringing value to from that standpoint.
1: How about things like confidentiality?
0: Yeah, confidentiality. Well, anything in product development has to have that. We have those kind of agreements outside the business, inside the business. Uh, yeah, there is there is strict confidentiality. We don't like to. Uh, we don't want people to know what we're going to be introducing uh, in the near future, um, and, and it really nobody knows um, except in that team. And then when it's printed on the cover of catalog, you know, that's okay, that's yeah. when they know because that's that's key uh, so
1: one of the things that's always very hard to manage is egos so how
0: do you deal with people's egos well egos are good right egos egos are, will drive you egos will push you right so i don't mind egos um i just want respect as long as there's respect and it, there there can be the and we do have egos there's and i think sometimes the people that have the egos are Are coming in with the most ideas because they're really driven they want they want to prove themselves so i don't mind an ego of course playing in sports there's dealing with a lot of egos so i'm used to that and that's okay um and i i really don't have a problem with 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 egos and 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 all of that stuff Um, just as long as there's there's personal respect okay cool
1: so let's now talk about the the measuring the success of the product development team so how uh, do you have any metrics? Do you track any metrics, or th- well, that says, "Oh, this, this, this is what success looks like"? This yes. Threshold benchmarks and things like that.
0: Yes, but I want to, I want to couch this. Okay, so yes, we do, and I'll tell you what they are. But the other thing that I've learned, I think, is as important and is impossible to track, except from the top line basis, and that is new product drives revenue. It drives revenue from the sale of new products, but it also drives attention units and gets people to your site and people look at stuff and they'll buy existing products. So we saw when, when we really hit this new product development task, we had products that we would sell 3,000 of a year for the last 30 years, same product. And we thought, well, 3,000 a year is about it. That's what it's going to be. And that's what it is. And, and as we've introduced these new products, all of a sudden we're selling 5,000 of these a year. So this is an old product driven. The only thing that changed was the new product development. This is an old product driven by new product. And that's what I say when, that's why I don't mind those 2,300 of the 4,600 that I would call a failure, actually got people to come look at us, look at fresh eyes. They probably led to other products that were developed. And so, so I, I just think the process itself is self-fulfilling. It'll heal all ails in a company. And that's why in a financial turnaround, it's key because it's it it drives new product, it drives old product. But we of course look at you know what the revenue, uh, the, the profit margin. Um, we look at complementary products like that that also sold with it, uh, that a lot of times go with it, that's stuff that already exists. We track, we track all that. We only do that. We only do that on an annual basis. We don't, it's not something we're tracking. We have a lot of KPIs that we track weekly, uh, daily even. Um, but that this one, we sort of track annually. Of course, all of us that have introduced products, we're doing our own tracking of our own products to, you know, since we got our egos, we want to see that, you know, on, his is doing better than mine and I want to do better than him. Um, but all of that is is, is what we track. And because and, um, if you don't track, you know, you're, you're, you're not, you're not going to you're not going to do so yeah
1: so uh, when you are tracking are you tracking units sold or
0: revenue or uh, net profit or all, all, of those, all of those things all of those things and, and we really like to see when a new product cracks into our top 20 uh you know so we're a 20 80 percent company just like most companies and when we get some new products in that 20 percent which is most of the time. I mean I, I would say a lot of, a lot of the time it is. Um, so that's that's like a success. That's like, like a, that's like you got a, a ribbon then. If you if you get your product into a top 20% selling uh, product, uh, either in revenue or in units, then you you've, you've got a winner.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Also the final place is in the top 10. If you're making it into the top 10, which right now our top 10 has has seven new products in it out of the 10. Um, um so so they obviously that they're they were successful products so and that's and what i hear when i'm hearing somebody talking about this in the in the kitchen or whatever it's like how many do you have in the top 10 <laughs> <laughs> when you <laughs> get that sort of thing going that's sort of that sort of juice going you know it, it's it's good it it, it is uh, it runs itself
1: yeah so you know chaz another thing that happens is you know people's circumstances change so you know you you have these great people on the team and then suddenly their circumstances change they have a new baby or they get a divorce or whatever so how do you have sensitive situations and of course you don't want to really add to the problem because you know the potential of the
0: person how do you deal with situations like that Well, sometimes situations like that, I'm aware of, and they're even more creative for whatever reason. Um, I'm not coming in with, uh, you know, I need this now to that person Um, that they, they sort of drive themselves. They're sort of self police that the the group is, you you know, everybody goes through stuff. And so, and it's okay if you have a a period where, you know, it's not your your normal production. Um, And there's really not, major repercussions for that but we've never had somebody that sort of gave up in this process they, they they really want to participate this is the funnest part of most of the work that they do everybody wants to be on this team um, it's sort of envied a little bit and i want that i want that to be the case um, and so yeah I, I don't know that we've seen you know we've seen down in production just like because humans go through stuff but as a as a group it's really not i, don't, I have we, we might have better quarters uh here and there because we one major product or something but but um overall this process has been very very steady
1: mm-hmm. as far as the the end result uh, talk to us a little bit about launching these products on amazon because as you know amazon process is, is very tedious you have to do all the research Uh, Walk us through uh, from the idea. Now you've got everything else done and the items have been produced. Uh, Walk us through how that actually ends up becoming a listing and then sold.
0: We've already done some research before it gets to that part of the process. We've done some research on Amazon. We've done some research on Google and some of our competitors. And um, so we're looking at at that already. We carry that data into the, the final phases. We put together the A plus content, then um, that's you know become huge um, a, a much more important piece of the puzzle to get that content correct. It's one piece that you can control. Um, you know, getting it priced right. I do a lot of research into into all the all of those factors. Um, we have a team that also puts together the A plus content, and we have we we have some products that aren't A plus content on our on our original site. Um, most of the products in a, in Amazon are, are already a plus content. Um, we actually started using chat GPT, uh, to create some, um, to create some copy. Um, sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's garbage, uh, but it's so quick. It's hard not to like, look at it. Um, we're also using it to create bullet points, which is obviously one of the most important things. And again, same, same result. But one thing I have learned though, that, that it's getting better that it's improving in the last month plus that we've been using it it's definitely improved um maybe it'll get to where it's you know pretty pretty good Uh, you're still going to have to touch it uh there's no way out of out of that um images obviously images and video are so so critical um we sometimes struggle especially something getting manufactured um, elsewhere um we have to be so far ahead in the process because with the catalog let me grab my catalog real quick. Sorry. With the catalog, this is in production, you know, uh many, many months in advance before it's actually uh, uh mailed to the to the the customer. So a little bit different than digital marketing. You have to have your ducks in a row there. And you might not even have the fit the actual product yet by the time you have to go to to catalog. And so you have to, you know, work with the prototype and get it, get it correct. I mean, you you um So that's, that's a challenge as well. Um, But yeah, all those, all those uh, boxes has to be checked uh, before it's launched or or you're not going to be successful. If you don't put something out right now with a plus content, it's going to struggle. It's going to have a hard time sticking out and how cloudy and, The digital market is, especially on on Amazon. So yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I I I forgot all about the fact that you are, in fact, originally a mail order company, which means that you are used to that building content. That's
0: right, all the time, way ahead,
1: way ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was thinking because most people, first, as soon as you ask them about building listing, they start with the pictures. And you you didn't mention the pictures until almost the end, yeah. but you started with the A plus content. Now it makes perfect sense because that's what you do for the catalog, well, and that that's yeah. perfect material for A plus content.
0: Exactly right. Plus, I don't think you can know what how to shoot a, sh- a photo shoot unless you've already done your A plus content bullet points of what you're really trying to feature, because that's that's what the that's what the images should really show. Not just different angles, but definitely the features of that of that product. Why is this Why is this a a cool product why do you want to buy this product
1: yeah so how about the premium a uh, A plus content have you tried that at all because that's fairly new as we record this it's only like a month or two that they've made it available to everybody
0: yeah i i i haven't we haven't really gotten we're still working on a plus um but i will we we are um I would say a, a, a very leading edge company. We've been involved in um, beta tests for Amazon. Uh, I think we're just a nimble uh, size company that looks sophisticated, That's that they're willing to work with us. We actually, um, you know, so w- we will definitely look into that and and um, and see what it is that's a little bit different. But Amazon's constantly changing. You should expect this. We're, we know whatever content we've got out there right now, we're going to have major prod. Projects to improve it and um, improve existing content. And when you have a small company like ours with about five thousand SKUs, that's that's a lot of work. That's a lot of people touching oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, I want to for the listeners'
1: benefit. I want to share something. Uh, this is something that we've tested and it definitely works. So th- they have rules, as you know. This this premium uh, for anybody listening, this premium content. You had to pay. It was only available for vendor central people, and you had to pay like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for it. Hmm. It wasn't available for sellers. Hmm. They recently made it available to sellers, except that they you have to meet certain requirements. And one of those requirements is you must have fifteen regular A plus content approved. Okay in order to within the last 12 months okay so that means immediately to most people 15 ASINs that's where the the trick is Mm. so you can in fact take 15 a plus contents submit it to the same ASIN but they have to be different of course you can't just duplicate it they just create 15 different versions of the A plus content on one ASIN Interesting. and you submit it, it will take free. time, of course, to do that, yeah. but it's not going to take you a long time. Right. You can do this in within a few months and then uh, yeah. you will be approved because you have, and as long as they are approved, whatever you submit, hmm. then you will be able to, meet that requirement that you have 15 approved a plus content doesn't matter asin how many aces that's for then you will then become eligible for premium and you can apply and then they will then give you to go ahead we've tested that we launched a listing with a client on january 18th we're recording this uh, march 7th so it's about just under 2 months yeah and that means in the past 2 months they launched the listing they lo- they added their A plus content and then they added 14 more variations and i heard that two two days ago they were approved for premium a plus
0: fantastic yeah that's great
1: so you know this is uh, i don't know whoever created the requirements If they thought about this loophole or not, or if it is a loophole or was actually intentional on their part. Yeah, Uh, but it's a pretty good one. Uh, So, anybody uh, who's listening, you don't really need 15 unique ASINs. You can just have different variations of it. Understood. Yeah, this is great. So, uh, when you and I discuss, Chad, I I ask you about price points. So, your items, you know, when somebody hears Power Tool, they're thinking, you know, high end, but you have your you have a, a wide range of items uh, yeah. from, you know, $30 and up, right? That's, that's what yeah. I remember.
0: We do we we have, uh, we have supplies that go with some of the like glues and paints and things like that, that are lower dollar uh, average order value. And then we sell all the way up to three D printers and laser cutters and and tools that are uh, you know three four five thousand dollars as well. So you have this vast range of of price points and and uh, margins related margins within that.
1: And when you launch a product on Amazon, what metrics are you checking? This is specifically for Amazon performance. What are you staying close to?
0: Yeah. So we it, it used to be that I, could, I would give you a number on my products, but I wanted to be a ROAS, whatever that, but we recently, when Amazon's cost of advertising went up significantly last year, we categorized our products into margin units and average order value. And within those categories, we, we looked at acceptable uh, ad spends or no ad spends in some cases. Just, just so, and then, so that, that's, that sort of shuffled the deck, right? Because there's no one, there's no one place here. We could have a ROAS of three. We could have a ROAS of, of, of 10, right? It just depends on, it depends on the product. So, but I can spend more where I have more margin. If I need to push a product up in a, in a particular category to win it, we can spend a little bit more. We can cut the price down a little bit. We can play with that. So we're, we're playing with more levers than we used to. By putting these products in what I call buckets, and, and we actually use we use the same process in our paid search um, on on um, on Google, and we and, and, and our Amazon uh, paid search, our Amazon uh, ad spend, uh, we use the same process, same buckets, um, and and so, and it seems to really really work. It's I uh, we're really pleased with with the process of putting products in buckets, uh, and and dealing with them in in, in units. Instead of the entire spend, we're billing it with the specific units. So the, the buckets
1: that you are referring to, some products fall into the margin bucket, some products fall
0: into the AOV bucket. It, they, they fall into both. So let's say a margin. it's a margin bucket. We'll have a margin bucket for, let's say a high margin bucket for something under $30. And then we'll have a high margin bucket for something over $30. And then we'll have the very high margin bucket, and then and then and then and then you move from that margin to the next medium sized margin for, you know, a thirty dollar item and below, and and so you end up with the set of, of I think approximately fifteen buckets.
1: Okay, and and being in a particular bucket determines how much okay. ad spend you exactly. to have on.
0: It. Exactly. Unless there's an exception, unless we really want to push something we think we can win. And 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 we be willing to, to lose a little bit of margin to get to that spot that we have those exceptions, but 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 in, in totality, if if you're not an exception bucket, you're in got to be in a bucket, and the spin better be right. Yeah. So
1: this reminds me of the the model that I had built for figuring out uh, inventory based on the turn rate. So uh, because the it's the same thing for you also. You know this is you are determining. Your ad spend, how much you want to spend by using these buckets. But the flip side of it is now how much inventory you want to carry. Of course, the lower the margin, you know, then you don't want to carry too much inventory. You want to turn it much faster so right. that you don't not holding too much. So right, finds uh, me of that.
0: Yeah, I I like the inventory turnover ratio metric. I love it. Of course, Bezos lived off of it. He there there. I did my uh, I did I went I went back to school. Not because I needed to professionally, but because the NFL was willing to pay for it. So I got my MBA and my DBA, my Doctorate of Business, um, in, in not not that long ago, um, because the NFL was willing to pay for it. And I was just curious and interested, and I ended up doing my 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 dissertation on Amazon, and uh, and literally it was a case study of MicroMark's experience with Amazon. We had never done Amazon before I showed up here. We started in 2017. It's been a, a skyrocket, you know, adventure for us, not without its disruptions and bumps in the road, many, many of which happened just like everyone else working on on Amazon. But um, so I got to learn a lot about Amazon, its culture, um, the history, those kind of things. But but Bezos built Amazon off the inventory turnover ratio. And it was it, at one point when I was doing my study, it was at 24 a 24 inventory turnover ratio means you're you're moving your entire inventory every two weeks yeah <laughs> and crazy. a company wow. that big moving their 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 inventory every two weeks is phenomenal
1: but that is, isn't that overheating the, the that operation? probably
0: is that probably is I don't, yeah. you got to be really moving things in and out to uh to do that and that you might need be a lot of room
1: you yes. need a lot of room.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I'm intimately familiar with this
1: because what happened? I, I f- funny story. I had to mention this. Um, so we restructured our entire fulfillment operation. Uh, that meant building new software for the process that mm-hmm. we came up with. Restructuring the floor. So I had build a. And, and then also, we bought new shells, new everything, completely redid everything. And then, of course, in the process, we had to do an inventory count. Hmm. So it was a major, major operation. So what happened was, we were doing just-in-time inventory. So we were receiving the orders and then buying the inventory with a little bit extra. So, you know, when you say 24, I know exactly what yeah. that is. So <laughs> what happened was, Chester, the, 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 we launched the system. And my first day, I come to the office and I say, how is it going? I said, we just processed 1,500 orders in an hour and a half. Hmm. And everybody's smiling. Everything is great. So you know what happens? We now ramp up the operation. Now we're receiving, we were getting a, uh, at the time about 2,000 orders a day. And um, Now, just as there is fulfillment going on, there is also P.O., operation going at every day. So every day POs are coming in and every day sales orders are going out. Well, guess what I did? I made the mistake of not really allowing enough room Mm. to hold the incoming POs. So because our turn rate was so high, we had POs coming in and filling up and and creating a major bottleneck in the operation. Yeah. So that's what I know. So when I hear turn rate, yeah. you must have plenty of room to get
0: yeah. stuff. Well, t- 24, I, I wouldn't want to run a company at 24. Oh. It's great. It's great for your cash, but I wouldn't want to run a company at 24. The the um, the thing I do uh, when I come into a company and I'm, I really want to get across processing your inventory quickly, getting it into into stock receiving it quickly verifying what it is you got to go through that process Well, a lot of times companies that i'm that i come in to run that are financially struggling they have they have uh, inventory sitting on the dock for a week or two and yeah. they're not processing it and and uh, you know there's not the sense of urgency and, and it really it's hard to gain that sense of urgency if somebody's been operating that way where you know what so i show them i show them an image i show them a video of a of a le Mans car coming in for a for a break and there's like 40 guys come around completely surround this car they change all the tires they put field in, they do all the stuff too there's like 40 guys doing it and it literally almost never comes to a stop it comes in just barely stops and then it goes and that's what you yeah. need to do with your inventory to get it processed right get it get it moving uh that's that's a one of a first one of the first steps and i think basil probably got that part right
1: yeah yeah i mean Wow. I mean, it's this, this, those high turnover. Is, is pretty, pretty impressive. So, okay. This was great. I mean, you shared, I've never had uh, this topic. So, you know, we, we did about 120 episodes so far mm-hmm. and I've never had this topic covered and I've never had anything covered the way you explained it. So I'm sure This is uh, because usually companies are they have a team or one person for product development. Everything is on that person and and it's an engineer. And uh, so uh, this is a very fresh idea. Great. So, Chaz, let's uh, let's now talk about you a little bit. So uh, obviously, you mentioned football a few times, you're a former NFL player. And uh, but I want to go way back to the beginning. So tell us first, where did
0: you grow up? So I'm, uh, my father was a, a, a retired a brigadier general in the Air Force. So we spent a lot of our time all over the world. Um, I I lived in England. I had, I literally went to a British school, had a British accent as a very small child, six, seven years old, lived in Germany, uh, lived all over the country. Uh, I think that that experience um, sort of helped guide my professional career. Because when you come into a organizations that's been struggling and your job is to turn it around financially you got you have to come in and and sort of get your bearings and every time i moved from a place that i loved i moved to a new place took a while to get adjusted you got to you got to get adjusted to the bearings. you don't want to just come in and act like you run the show i got used to obs- observing and watching what people do and what people do together and those kinds of things and i think that prepared me for my for my my future um, I ended up going to high school in South Dakota and I went to uh, college at Furman, which is a small school in South Carolina, a uh, really good football program there and uh, never intended to play, you know, pro football, but, um, but it, it, I just, I just worked at it a lot. I, 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 uh, I also, I wrote another book called you can't be too fast. And it was, I wrote it in 1989 and it was my experience with improving speed. Cause to me, I played wide receiver and to be on the field, you, you, it, you they want guys that are fast. So speed's a plus. You can't be too fast, um, but I wasn't that fast. And and I worked at it, and um, I, I just I just made it part of my everyday thing. And I got faster, uh, you know, and I ended up being a, a track star and 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 have some records at Furman. And speed really helped me, you know, get into the nfl play college football those those kinds of things but that's sort of incremental process right you don't you don't work on speed and get results instantly it takes years and years and years and you got to know that it's coming and th- there's a lot of this sports stuff that i learned that i think um really is it applicable to business uh I, there's no doubt about that i i my uh my dba my cognate was was is strategic management which is a fairly new cognate and, and one that's uh, up and rising and, and and for just cause I mean so, so there's there's so much change going on and the need for almost almost daily uh, strategic management is is really really critical um, and we know that's the case on Amazon as well
1: oh yeah yeah so tell me moving around so much you know because of your your father's uh, job, because you make friends, and then by the time you build those
0: relationships, it's time to move. What was that like? Well, it's horrible, especially for a kid. Um, but it also you grow up, right? You you get closer to your family. You learn to you know learn to focus on you know what's right. What are the steps you need to do personally to be better in the next environment that you're going to. Uh, but but my, high, you know, my, once I got to high school, I have kept lifelong friends from from high school, even though it was in South Dakota. We've been able to stay in touch. And uh, of course, college, I, we have we have a group of 19 seniors that played football together. Uh, we have no divorces for 19 and 0, which is pretty unusual for people in their late 50s. Um, and we we won a lot of rings. We had a lot of a lot of victories, really close with those people. And, and and great to have lifelong friends like that. So I do have lifelong friends, but not from when I was six. So
1: that moving around all the time, that must have uh, conditioned you to embrace change rather than complain about it. Right. And and, and
0: adapt quickly. Uh, I, I, I'm blessed that I had that experience. I don't think that would come natural to anybody. Uh, you're sort of forced into it. And, uh, and, and, you know, you move from England to Germany. My mom says when I, I had this British accent when I moved to Germany, we lived on an Air Force base in Germany. So everyone's speaking American. And they started making fun of me. My mom said I lost my I lost my accent in two weeks. I had no <laughs> British accent in two weeks. I completely went American. So I wouldn't yeah. be made fun of. So, you know, um, that that sort of it's just the changes that we see now. I keep saying this, but the changes that we see now are all the times so you can't We used to set it and forget it in business. And you'll come back no. and look at the results. It is just not that way anymore. And um, yeah, I was uh, this experience of moving certainly helped me uh, be that type of person. I, it, it came natural to me in business. So
1: I have something I want to ask you. I wonder if you know. Have you ever heard of the term third
0: culture kid? Third culture kid. I, I've heard of that term. I think that I've been called that maybe. TCK. Yeah. You yeah. are a TCK. Yeah, I guess you are, so. the,
1: you are the very definition of TCK.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, and I don't—I wear that badge with honor. Exactly, and, yeah. and, and and you should. I didn't know that.
1: I because I happen to be a TCK too. Okay, okay, that's great. So people ask me, you know, one of the things that people uh, TCKs struggle with when yeah. they are asked is where you're from, because they <laughs> live all over, and they're right. like, they become confused and they don't yeah. know what to what to answer.
0: That's not really a fair question it is not
1: because it puts you in a in a real tailspin yeah. i don't know what to answer so yeah. tck's and another thing that uh, this would apply to you too because you were all over uh, maybe you don't maintain contact anymore but tck's have at least four time zones set up on their computer
0: yeah i'm that way and that that's yeah. that's true up and so when i travel it's no big deal
1: yeah, and uh, another one is TCKs start to get birthday wishes a day before their birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you get that?
0: That's a good one. Yeah, I get that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, because you've got somebody in a different time zone.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's already my birthday. That's right. That's great. <laughs>
1: it's already your birthday. Yeah. Yeah, I mean this TCK. I had a gentleman on the show. Um, I forgot his name, but he he owned a venture capital fund. He had Mark Thoman is his name. T-H-O-M-A-N-N. And his father was a diplomat. yeah. And he was all over as a kid. And of course, constantly changing and adapting to, to new business models and everything else. And I'm thinking... And I said, and I didn't know this right at the end of the show, as he told me his experiences, you know, building the fund and modifying and everything else. I said, you know, if you travel when you were a kid, have you traveled around, lived in multiple places. And then he says, how did you know? My father was a diplomat. I said, everything you are explaining to me, you are a change master that's yeah. why you are because that's what you become you know you t- t- financial turnaround it's always a change
0: that's right and, no, it, years, it's, and it's usually painful yes yes nobody, really painful. nobody wants to do it the culture doesn't want to do it so you have wants, to change the culture too
1: yeah this is great so it's you know you are the second tck i met through the okay. show 120 <laughs> you know we have to form a club because i'm TCKs with you well, we'll ju- that, that would
0: be a good club probably very uh very uh good club probably Learn a lot in that club.
1: Oh yeah. 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 So I am gonna I'm gonna build a, a core TCK group Perfect. in the in the Amazon Legends. This was great, Chaz. So tell us uh, how can people reach you? Give us your contact information.
0: Yeah, so um my my I'll just give my Gmail is 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 Fox F O X Chaz C H A S at Gmail.com. Um I have a, a website uh chazfox.net. Um, of course micromark if you have any, we want to look at our company we have a really cool company if you're into tools and in, into hobbies into uh, precision crafts uh, really a unique company i'm really proud to be a part of it that's at micromark.com um, if you want to email me email us there it's info at micromark.com um, if you want to try out us um, it a uh, coupon code of um, of uh, legends 15. Legends 15 coupon code will give you 15% off to try us out uh, available for, for anybody out there listening. If you want to try our, our Amazon, it's um, 10 legends, 10 legends is a 10% uh, on, on Amazon. So try us right. out. It's kind of, kind of fun stuff. Uh, if there's a tool it's person nice out there, I'm sure you know, people are, involved. people get into tools. They, they buy tools. They don't even know what it's for. They just think it's cool looking and yeah there's, it's there's, always a cool such a broad um you know so it is it's a neat it's a neat thing some of these hobbies are very very high end um very yeah. fun to watch
1: yeah great thank you Chaz. this was a pleasure and uh, i'm sure people have learned a lot and i'm definitely gonna use some of your techniques and th- thank you for being here
0: it's a real honor to be here thank you for your time and uh and, and you have a great show Thank you. And this brings us
1: to the end of another episode and I'll see you on the next one.
0: Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Be sure and subscribe, rate and review our show and be sure and share an episode with a friend. And thank you so much for being with us today. We'll see you next week here on Amazon Legends.